going on everybody welcome back to the turn of the jets podcast i'm your host will parkinson at will 11 on twitter instagram and tiktok joined by a very special guest today bryce hoff new york jets defensive end bryce how you doing today i'm good man. how are you i'm good i'm good i was uh excited to be out of camp and uh on saturday you hit a, a couple of nice spin moves went viral on twitter and stuff like that how's uh how's the first couple of days of camp been oh it's been great uh been learning a lot getting like getting acclimated to the defense and just moving and get used to getting ready for camp. I mean, getting ready for the season. Has there been a has there been a big adjustment period? You know, this thus far, obviously going from a defensive. I mean, defensive coach like Greg Williams to a guy like Robert Sala, Jeff Ulbrich. Like, how's how's that transition been from you know twenty you know your rookie year until until now? Um, I mean, it's it's pretty much been a, a seamless transition. You know, all of our new coaches they, they they came in here knowing what they knowing what they want from us, and and they're looking forward to. I mean, they're always looking forward to, like, helping us get better every day. So it's been a really good, a really good transition, just, just working with them and, and just growing as, as a player. Wanted to kind of take you back, and then we'll get back into the season. But obviously, you know, coming in as an undrafted free agent and, you know, as much as people say, like, you know, I don't want to make it too much of an underdog story because there is a lot of guys that, you know, late around picks, undrafted free agents that not only make the league but end up being Hall of Fame, you know, level players. So it's becoming yeah. more and more of a um, – you know, kind of a, a known thing, but what was that, you know, process kind of like, you know, draft day, wait, hopefully hearing your name called and then you don't hear your name called. Is it just disappointment or you're like, I'm going to go prove the rest of these teams wrong that I should have been drafted? Yeah, I mean, on draft day, it was just kind of like, like waiting, watching the draft, like cheering on my guys that did get drafted and stuff like that. And then uh, like, like the middle of the fourth quarter, they call me and they were like, we're going to try to pick you up, you know, and undrafted free agency if you don't get signed. Because uh, they, they ended up trading away all their picks. Um, and then at that point, I was like, man, whatever happens, happens. And then I ended up not getting picked. So after that, it was just in my mind, just get, get to work. I mean, I was going to be mindset regardless. But, yeah, after the draft, it was really just go, go, go and just grind and control what I can control. I was going to say, in some ways, like, and as much as crazy as this sounds, it's almost better to be an undrafted free agent than get picked in, like, the seventh round where – yeah. You kind of have the option of like, oh, I can see where I want to be. I can see who really wants me. And then the Jets, obviously, you know, like, you know, were able to give a lot of good amount of guaranteed money at the time for an undrafted free agent. Like I know yeah. they did to Isaiah, I believe this year as well. So it's, it's something that, no, it's super interesting. And you obviously were able to have a, you know, a big impact last year and show some flashes. What was like that welcome to the NFL moment for you? Was it something in training camp or was it like, you know, during a game where you're like, wow, this is, I'm in the league and like, this is real. Um, I welcome to the league moment. I didn't have any crazy, just crazy moments like that. I, um, I remember just like making a play against the Broncos, like a TFL. And then I saw it on, I saw it on Snapchat, like on the NFL page, like, wow, it's crazy. That's probably like the craziest thing that happened. But other than that, uh, I didn't really have any like shocking moments that just like woke me up to the NFL. Like I, I got here and I was just expecting the craziest you know, speed of the game and just like the most intense, you know, things ever. But I feel like I felt like it was a pretty uh, good transition to the league. 
you didn't have uh you didn't have the clip of Trent Williams taking a, a linebacker's head off on on Arizona. Oh, no. You're lucky you didn't have that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, and then, you know, I was kind of curious, obviously, you know, you had a huge, you guys came in as a, you know, a rookie class, a, a pretty large, rookie, like, you know, size class. And that's not just Makai being a large human being, but what was, do you guys have like a different bond? Is it, is it something like, where it's like a recruiting class or is it not so much that atmosphere where like everyone's just kind of trying to fight to, you know, to make their name in the league? Or is it like this bond of like, we all came in together? Um, I mean, we're all cool with each other, but like. As I feel like as a whole team, we just come to work every day. So it's not like all oh, the rookies sit together or these guys sit together. Like I feel like all of us just come in with a common goal in mind. We we've all just been grinded and trying to get better every day. Has the has the transition been now? Obviously, you know, things are starting to, you know, we're starting to work our way back towards, you know, a normal, you know, normal sense of life and you know, rookie yeah. year, COVID, no fans you know, strict protocols and things like that. Have you felt the difference already between mini camp OTAs and being a training camp versus, you know, 12 months ago, you know, where you're at with, uh, with everything. As far as like COVID goes or. Yeah. yeah just COVID and like, just like feeling like I'm going to go to work and I don't have to worry about as much outside noise, you know, from a lot of different, you know, senses in the word. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, as far as like the COVID regulations, you know, everything's relaxed with the new vaccine rules. And so, you know, I, I myself have gotten the vaccine, so I have like all the like it's just like normal life for me at this point. So, I mean, it's been pretty, it's been pretty good getting back to normal, not having to wear a mask everywhere. And just yeah, it's been pretty cool. But compared to last, like last camp, I mean, that's probably the biggest thing. We had like five meetings a week about COVID protocols and like how to, you know, stay in, stay in, in within with uh, outside of six feet of each other, like wearing connect sound devices and. Stuff like that. I mean, we still have to wear them, but everything isn't as tense as it was when we first started. Yeah, no, I mean, I can only imagine it's uh, it's been a big difference and things like that. And, you know, obviously we're, we're you know, hoping to get, you know, 100% capacity and like it looks like in the stadiums. How excited are you for that? I know you mentioned this. We kind of talked about this off air, but that preseason game and that week one of like hearing that roar of a crowd that you've just not been able to have yet of uh, in your NFL career. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Uh, I, I'm not... Like we had a couple games where there was like fans in the stadium, like uh, Kansas City and uh, I think what the Colts and Miami. Uh, those are cool, but like to go into MetLife and see the Jets fans and like these guys are on our side, like that's gonna be crazy. And just hearing them scream when we make plays and stuff like that, it's gonna be a really cool experience. Cause last year, I know like if I made a play, it would just be like I was at practice or something. Like I would just get up and walk back to the huddle. So. This year, hopefully, we can have some some fans that are hyping us up. Yeah, you start hitting the sack dance and flexing, and literally nobody <laughs> hears you. Like it's, it's crazy <laughs> watching even like the Olympics right now. Like the dude who just won the hundred meter, like in nine, he ran nine eight, and like it's just white noise. And I was like, that's yeah. crazy to me. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's a it's got to be a weird feeling. But obviously, you know, you're going into you know going into year two. It's January. You know, new coaching staff comes in. You hear. Jets are interviewing Robert Sala. They've you know made the hire. What's mm -hmm. what's the reaction like? You know, obviously you went from an offensive head coach to a defensive head coach. Now, is that something you're like, wow, you got really excited, or it's just like I saw what he did with San Francisco. I can't wait to you know get after the quarterback. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely what he what he did with San Francisco. Just like seeing how those guys were just playing, like lights out, like on defense, just absolutely just killing people. So that was like I was hyped about that, and then. Like having a defensive minded head coach, that was pretty cool. Cause I know like my, my high school head coach was defensive minded and just like how practices were running and stuff like that. Um, 
it's a little bit different. And just like having that deep place of mind, head coach is just cool. So yeah. Is it uh is it a little crazy that your head coach is talks everyone asks him how much he benches and he looks like he could still give you five or ten snaps? Is it like a little different? <laughs> like, I don't know if I walk by this guy, he might try to hit me. Yeah, <laughs> I asked uh, I asked Eric Coleman, who was a former Jet on the podcast, if he thought he could bench Warren Robert Sally. He's like, I don't know, he might have me now. I don't know, he might uh, feel yeah. throw two twenty five round. But who's the who was like maybe the one or two guys last year you played um, offensive line wise, or maybe a skill guy that you know you kind of got out in the flat and tried to tackle that you were like, this dude is just an elite level player. Is there somebody that stood out to you, or is kind of everybody was just like, I want to try to take people's head off, no matter who it is. Like for me personally, like, um, I mean, I always go into the mind of, like the same mindset every game, just having like as much like being as focused as possible. But I would say, if anything, the um, the O line from the Broncos, dude, I, I feel like they were like it was a weird matchup for me personally. Uh, I'm not sure why. I'm, I'm definitely have to dive into that film. Uh, but besides that, uh. I feel like I feel like I like I'm I go into every game with the same mindset. And even that game I had some good plays, but I just know like technique wise, I feel like they had some they were doing some good things that game. What's gonna be kind of led me right into my next question? What's gonna be the biggest difference for you guys? The Jets have been a three four team for probably since, you know, the late two thousands. Um going, you know, going to that four three now, which I think kind of suits you guys better personally from like all, all the all my knowledge, I felt like everyone kind of gets more in a natural position now. What's that transition going to be like? Is it going to be difficult to kind of move in, or it's just like a natural, like, oh, I'm going to put my hand on the ground and, and uh, you know, keep grinding when doing what I'm doing? Oh, I feel like it's definitely been a natural transition. You know, all of our guys have played with their hand there before. Like, everything's within our skill set, and, like, we're all capable of doing our jobs to, like, the best of our ability. So, I mean, it's been a, a really seamless transition, especially for D-line. Yeah, no, you guys have a, you know, a super talented group and, um, you know, there's a lot of people that obviously stand out. I've written about Carl Lawson a bunch of times and I think it's just, he's kind of like the, he's kind of the uh, guinea pig right now for the analytics community to match up sacks and pressures and stuff like that. What's the, what's the impact of a guy, you know, playing, you know, like with Carl right now to kind of help that whole defense, that defense as a whole of somebody that's just a relentless, I, I mean, watching him in person, I haven't been able to until, you know, the other day, most of you guys have been able to watch in person, obviously, but um, he just like it looks like his like his quickness and then his ability to just like read the play so quickly really stood out to me. Is that something that stood out to you playing alongside him now for uh, you know the last couple of months? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like like I said before, uh, call like every time we line up in practice, whether it's any drill or we're in team, he's always full speed. You know that that intensity never it never goes away. So he's always practicing his game speed. Practicing his steps, practicing his get off, his stands, everything. He takes pride in everything he does. So, I mean, personally for me, like being a younger guy and like being able to watch somebody that's been in the league, he's on his second contract, he knows what it takes. Like, like I, I couldn't ask for more than that. You know, just having somebody like him in the in the uh, in the D line room is just it's been great. So. Yeah, I was going to say, and I, I mean, even a guy like Sheldon Rankins to me, who's he's somebody that like might not always burst out of the stat sheet or. Uh, fully fought Ducasi as well. Somebody that just like can eat two or three blocks, and it's like, all right, I'll take my one on one matchup here. Like, you know, what I, mean? I was kind of curious. You know, obviously, we talked a little bit about you transitioning to the NFL and things like that. 
how, you know, how have you been able to transition? You know, we've talked about the spin moves and jokes about that, but you know, how do you go about implementing a move for people that maybe, you know, haven't played or don't really understand D line from that perspective? Like how much effort and time you put into kind of developing a new pass rush, whether it's a swim move, you know, you dipping, you know, whatever you're going to do, like how, how much time is going to put into that and how much practice do you feel like, do you feel like you really got it down? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like certain moves like that are extremely technical, it takes a, it takes some real like work. Like for me, most of my moves came to me naturally, like as far as the speed dip, like bull, things like that. But the one move that took me a while to get good at was the cross shot. And like, cause it's, it's like, it's weird, like weird movements. Like you have to hero step, you have to catch a O-line's hands from over top. Uh, and that probably took me like three or four months of consistent work to get that down. Um, and even still think it can be better. Like everything I do can be better, of course, but. Yeah, I'm always working at it, whether I'm just like walking my dog or after practice, during practice, I'm always, you know, just like walking through the motions, like walking through the weight room, like I'll cross chop on a, a weight rack or something, just like just walking through it and getting that muscle memory down. So, yeah, I'll put in a lot of time for it. I would judge you very heavily if you didn't just give me that answer because my brother plays D-line in college right now and literally he'll walk by and it's just everything is like, I'm like, yeah. dude, what do you, I'm like, you just punched me in the back. What was that for? He's like, oh, I got to get it in. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, obviously, you know, what have your impressions been like? You know, you guys have a super young roster. You know, you have got some veterans, obviously, CJ, you know, Marcus May, Morgan Moses, who just came over, who Makai makes him look small, but he is a gigantic human being. I think like, I got to watch him up close yet the other day. But what's the, what's the impressions been like of guys like Elijah Moore and Zach Wilson, um, you know, so far, Elijah Vera Tucker as well, who you got, you obviously get to go against more so. What's their, you know, what's it been like watching them in person and be able to actually compete with them on a daily basis, you know, from college to the pros? Yeah, I mean, they, they come to work every day, just like the rest of us. Like, they all take part in their work and they've all been out there grinding. So, I mean, it's been good to see, like, they, they aren't coming, they aren't showing up and just, like, going through the motions. Like, all, like, every person that you just named has been, like, doing what they're supposed to do, just, like, taking part in their work. And, yeah, they fit right in, just doing, like, going, going to work every day. Did you guys give Elijah some shit the other day that he went out and just started chomping with the fans and getting a Jets chanter and everyone's kind of uh, just up with it? Oh, uh, no, I saw the video. I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, nah, just it was cool. High. I don't know. I just, you know, when you're a rookie or you're a freshman and stuff, like, you just, no matter what you do, you're going to get gas. so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody was tripping about it. He was just out there having with the fans. We like, to, we like to see it. Got the, fan, got the, fans, uh, got the fans fired up. Obviously, yeah. you have pads coming on. Um, this will be dropping Tuesday, but pads coming on tomorrow. What's uh, what's the excitement level? Because I feel like as a D lineman, like right now, the yeah. line can kind of just grab you, and there's just no consequences at all. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know what's going through everybody's head. Like the whole D line, oh, we we coming to bull rush tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know, it's like OTAs, and then like the first part of camp, there's no pads. So when it comes to your rush, like. There's no threat of a bull rush, so all the O linemen do like if you take a bull step at them, they're not gonna they're not gonna stop their feet. So like it, it like having a bull rush and being able to work that bull rush really opens up your your uh, arsenal because there's always that threat of a bull rush because I can I can I can at any time I can convert my speed rush to a bull or like I can, I can convert that fake inside step to a bull and, and and stab and go like you know so it's really gonna open up everything as far as physicality in the pass rushing game and in the run game of course just being able to lean into somebody is gonna really like is gonna make a difference when it comes to being physical and defense yeah it's uh it's funny a couple there was a couple runs the other day that 
people uh people were like oh <clears throat> he broke a run there i was like dude he would have gotten clothesline <laughs> four yards in the backfield but right. if they even had uppers on but um you know obviously there was one of the things I wanted to ask you about, you know, in terms of that too, is there's, you know, a couple of people, Oh, you know, Carl Lawson beats Mekhi Beckton, like is Mekhi struggling or, you know, Bryce Hoff beats Morgan Moses is Morgan. Like, how's that, you know, how important is that kind of that iron sharpening iron? I know Mekhi said that, you know, um, you know, in the presser the other day, but how important is that for you guys of just like, yeah, I want to win every battle, but like, I know going against two guys who are, you're very, very good left tackle and right tackles in the NFL. Yeah. How important is that to you on your development? It's extremely important, like, especially, like, Morgan Moses being the new tackle, like, is, you know, like, going to get George, like, we, we've been going to get George the past year, you know, so there's certain things that, that he does that Morgan might do differently, and, like, every tackle is different, so, like, just having a, an extra look, and then, like, even with George, like, he, every time I'll go against George, like, if I did something that would throw him off, he would be like, oh, you can do this different, you can do this better, and then same thing with Morgan Moses, like, if I I was working a uh, speed dip, and he was like, "Oh, you, you telegraph that that dip." It's just so having those older guys in the uh, office tackle position really helps a lot. And then like like with uh, Carl being older than Makai, like he's doing things that most DNs can't do. Like Carl, Carl is good at what he does, so it's I feel like that's helping uh, Makai get better at the same time. So yeah, like like you said, iron sharpens iron, and every day O line and D line go to work, and we just help it, we help each other get better every day. So. Yeah, I feel like the better they get, the better we get, and just it's just vice versa. Yeah, no, I mean the the goal, and I know this is like, I mean maybe it's just me playing college, but like you almost wanted your practices to be harder than games, and like I know people say that all the time. Like that's the band the guys say that all the time. It's like I'm sure Quinn has probably talked about this, but like their practices probably are harder than 99 percent of the games, other than maybe two or three games a year. It's like you're going against dudes who you are making you better every single day, and that's yeah. kind of that's what that's what matters most. A guy, obviously, that you have not gotten a chance to play with in a game yet, but who has been an all-pro in this league. C.J. Mosley looks fantastic just from a weight perspective. He looks just like he did, you know, two years ago in the infamous Buffalo mm -hmm. three-quarter game. How important is having, you know, your middle linebacker out there, a leader, a veteran presence that everyone's like, this dude, when he's right, is, is a dog? Yeah, I mean, just having somebody that knows, like, that takes, like, detail, like, that uh, takes pride in their work, you know, and they know what they're doing at all times. They're always focused, whether it's meetings on the field, recovery work, like he's, he's about his business. So just knowing that he's doing what he's supposed to do, like it, 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 like it helps me in my mind, like, all right, I got people on my team that like come to work every day just as hard as me. Like they're going to put on for me the same way I put on for them, you know? So that's really cool. We'll go to, well, there's some fun questions real quick, but obviously expectations kind of all over the board. And I feel like, some people, oh, if as long as Zach Wilson's good, you know, that's all that matters this year. Oh, they want it. The Jets win five games. It's better than they winning two from last. Like, this is not my takes. I'm just, these are just, this is what, you know, is yeah. out there. Mm -hmm. What's, what's your expectations, both, you know, as a, in a, on a personal level and then from a team wide, do you guys talk expectations? Oh, we need to win this amount of games. Playoffs is the expectation. What's like, what's the vibe in the room? Because the culture seems like it's changing. The energy is like, it just is different. Um, from you know the outside looking in, what's what's the vibe in the in the building? You know, for you guys. I mean, you know, nobody wants to lose. You know what I'm saying? So like, when it comes to showing the practice every day, like we practice to win. You know, like we are practicing to have the best possible season. You know, and and we're gonna tell like from my perspective, what I like what I've always been taught from high school to college, like we take it, we're gonna want to know every week, like week by week, focus on the present, and the future will take care of itself. 
that's how I think about it personally. Um, so every day just go in and get better, control what you can control. And then like whatever happens down the road happens as a result of how we prepare and how we attack every moment. So, yeah. And uh, in terms of like, do you guys listen to a lot of the outside noise and stuff like that when there's negativity around the team? Or is it like, we want to shut these people up? Or like, is it just like, ignore them? Like they're not in the building. They don't know how hard we're working. I mean, I don't, I personally don't pay attention to it at all. So I couldn't tell you, but uh, yeah. So I guess if, if there wasn't uh, any negativity, I wouldn't be affected by it. You know, I don't really get into that, you know, that scene or whatever. Yeah, not, not uh, checking the, the trolls on, on Twitter. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but we're getting some fun stuff here. First question, college-related. Why is Memphis randomly kind of feel like running back you at times? Like, you guys have had some, like, dogs come out of Memphis at running back that's just, like, it kind of randomly happens. Like, is it just the way people recruit, or, like, is it just, like, you guys develop running backs really well? Uh, it might be, like, we develop guys, and guys are just dogs from, like, from the jump. I guess they get overlooked by power five schools and just, you know, because, like, we've had Daryl Henderson, Patrick Taylor, uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, Kenny Williams back there, right? Small. You said what now? Did D'Angelo Williams go to Memphis too or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I was just I was thinking about it. I was looking it up the other day. I was like, there's actually been quite a few like legit <laughs> NFL dudes that are at running back specifically, but who's best tra- best trash talker offensively and best trash talker defensively on the on the team right now? Oh, I could I couldn't tell you, honestly. Who's the, who's uh, right, fine? Who's the most? Who's the one that just does not shut up the entire practice? Like he's just like yapping all the time. I, I couldn't tell y'all either, honestly. Uh, yeah, I honestly don't know. I'm always I'm more, like when it comes to practice, I'm like I'm like locked in. Like I'm so if somebody was talking or like chopping up, I wouldn't even notice it. I don't know. I feel like Elijah Moore strikes me as a guy that is always talking all the time, and then like obviously you know. I'm not sure defensively. I feel like Q just like it's one of those guys who's just always like it might not even be serious. It's just like talking the whole time. But um, who's you know obviously week one you get to go against Sam, who you know former teammate and stuff like that. Have you got does have you guys like the team is like oh yeah we can't wait to go against you know we love Sam but we can't wait to go against him and sack him or is it like you're not really thinking about too far into it that yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't thought too much about it. I just know like. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's the first game. Everybody's going to be hyped, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing him like I am, like anybody else. I know it's, it's cool, like, going against him because he's my old teammate. But, yeah, it's just like the first game. So, we're just going to attack it like we would any other team. How, uh, you know, obviously, who are some of the guys growing up that you try to model your game after? Was there, like, a specific, like, edge rusher you were like, I want to be like this guy? Or is it like, I want to be, I'm just going to take bits and pieces of a lot of different guys? Um, I feel like it's definitely the, the bits and pieces. I uh, I watch a lot of people, but I always like I always find ways to make it my own. Like uh, I know coming up through college or through high school and college, I was watching uh, Hassan Reddick. I was watching Shaquille, uh, Shaquem Griffin. Uh, who was Von Miller, of course. Uh, Khalil Mack, Yannick Ngakwe, like all those dudes. So like reason like the, all those guys are still in the league, you know. So. I, uh, I was definitely modeling my game after them towards the end of my college career and then especially now, but I've, I've found ways to make things my own in my own way. So, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that, that makes a ton of sense. And it's, it's interesting, like hearing everyone has their different guys they look to growing up or like they end up, you know, getting in the league. And I'm like everyone, I feel like everyone defensive line wise always says like the same, a few of the same guys and everyone has their different techniques. Everyone I feel like always goes with, you know, JJ Watt, Aaron Donald and Von Miller always pop up everywhere, but obviously you're not playing inside as much where Aaron Donald's is, uh, is relevant. Yeah. Too. But, yeah, I watch, uh, a lot, I, I watch a lot. I watch a ton of his tape too. So yeah. are you starting to start training with knives and, uh, and stuff like that, or now you're gonna you know, like that's Aaron Donald. No, I actually, I actually went and trained with uh, with uh, Aaron Donald with that guy that he was doing that with uh, Pootie Carson in Pittsburgh. That's so we were actually, cool. yeah, we were actually doing those those knife, knife drills, uh, just like working our peripheral vision and just like feeling somebody's hands before they you know actually hit you and stuff like that. And then also just like those different techniques, they work like Egyptian uh, like hand combat. So I was I was up there doing that for a couple months off season. So yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. So I, I guess I have to expect twenty sacks and be a first team all pro. <laughs> <laughs> where's uh, where's you know favorite? I don't know if you're a big pizza guy. Obviously, New York's known for like pizza and bagels and all that stuff. Where's uh, where's the spot you go to if you're going to get a slice of pizza if you're in the city or whatever? What's uh, what's your go to you know place to get food? Honestly, I, there was one spot I, I was going to last year. I went there a couple of times. I forgot the name, but. <laughs> I honestly don't have a go-to. I, I was setting you up perfectly. You could have nailed a crazy endorsement deal with whoever the deli or pizza <laughs> spot was. Yeah. I, I, if, I, if I find out the name, I'll let you know. But I, I, uh, I haven't been there in a while, but it was really good. I can't think of it. Everybody around here goes to Nona's, though. No, that makes sense. Yeah, no. It's interesting, yeah. like – I don't know that the New Jersey, New York pizza and bagel beef and the and the whole nine yards. Um, last couple, last couple of quick things um, before yeah. we let you go. Obviously, what's the what's the like best Robert Sala moment that people that fans like don't maybe get to see because obviously you know he's very outgoing. Like, has there been a moment where he's come over and like he just or said something or there's been a line or he did something funny that people kind of uh, can relate to? Uh, probably just like the stories I like got in the team meetings. They're always like a always like a cool message behind them, but they're always like really funny. Like he was talking to us about like these camels and and like it was like an older mom camel talking to a son, like a, a baby camel, and they're like, "Why do we have these humps on our backs?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, because we have because we're, we're desert animals. Like we have water to store for months. It's like why do we have these weird feet?" And they're like, "So you can walk in the sand because we like we're desert animals. You have to be able to like trek long." distances in the sand and stuff like that and the mom was like all proud and stuff because she's a camel like she loves being a camel and like she takes pride in like who she is and then the baby camel was like well if we're desert animals then why are we in the zoo and so like i thought i was just hilarious and then he just go on went on to talk about like the message behind it so like he always has like these funny stories that always have messages so i think that's pretty cool is it uh is it did anyone did you guys get to watch like some of the flight 2021 stuff like do you guys go and watch that stuff and the jets put out some of that content or is it kind of like you know it's more for the fans and it's not really watching it like that that, like they put out that flight 2021 youtube documentary thing it was like a four part of the off season stuff like that did you guys watch that at all or not really i didn't get making fun of michael floor's uh his monitor, whatever that's the biggest monitor screen in his office I've ever seen in my oh. entire life. <laughs> Stretch the entire length of the room. Um, yeah. Last, uh, last two things here. Obviously, you know, week two home opener. Do, do you have a preference on who you're going to play, Cam or Mac Jones? Or are you just like, I just want whoever the quarterback is. I want to get a sack and the yeah, crowd go crazy. 
Yeah, it does not matter. I, uh, whoever, the <laughs> whoever the quarterback is, I'm going for him. I, uh, yeah, I cannot. I honestly can't wait for the season to start. I've, I've put a lot of work in this offseason. So uh, especially, like, home open is going to be crazy. But, like, any game preseason, I'm excited. Because, like, just to see how, how everything plans out for the team and then myself personally, just because I know how much everybody's been working for it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm super excited. I, I mean, you guys should be excited. It's like you work, uh, you work all year to get, you know, 17, I guess, 17 games now in front of, yeah. in front of the hundreds of thousands of people. So, um, obviously, the uh, the jerseys. This is the last one. I don't know how much. Again, you guys pay attention to this, but the jerseys have been a big thing on you know social media right now. Of like, you know, they're gonna the NFL is bringing back the throwback uniforms. If, yeah. I don't know how much you've how much Jets Jets history you've gone down, but the Titans jerseys are very popular with the fans, and then the uh, you know just more of the retro Jets stuff. Have you gotten to take a look at those uh, the old Titans jerseys? Yeah, I have seen like the like it's like gold and navy blue kind of. Yeah, it looks nothing yeah. like the Jets now. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I've seen them. I think they'll look pretty good, like in the the modern type of uh jersey and like helmet i feel like there's any it's a little crazy especially if like they put like a, a new age twist on it or something like it'll look pretty cool i, I hope they bring back those yeah no i mean it'd be it'd be great for the family last time the last couple of years they were worn the the jets were pretty good so uh i think the, i think people will be excited about that i know the answer you're going to give me to wrap this up but i i'm going to ask you anyways is there a matchup on the schedule either from an offensive line an offense as a general perspective a city that stands out to you you're like oh i can't wait to go play and in LA or I can't wait to, you know, go up against this guy. Is there any of that stand out? Or it's just like, I just want to eat every week. Yeah. Every week. I, I want, yeah, definitely. I want to eat every week. Uh, yeah. Just every week. Same, same. <laughs> oh, mentality. Yeah. If anything, I'll be like outside of just going, going to work myself every week. It'll be cool to see like some of the, the, the best like DNs go and play in games too. Just like from other teams being able to see them in person and see how they, you know how they play in person. I think that's that's always cool to see. Yeah, no, you guys got you guys got a lot of people. You get you, know, you get your boy Von Miller on the schedule. You got you get to go yeah. out to LA and stuff like that. So um, no, it'd be it's, I'm super excited. You know, we obviously really appreciate you hopping on, and um, you know it's you know this will be coming out Tuesday. So you know we'll get it we'll get a day of full pads, and then fans will be there. Uh, fans will be there Tuesday when this drops. So hopefully you hit a couple spin moves, give some people something to cheer about. You yeah. can, uh, but uh, no, we appreciate it, and uh, you know, good luck this season, and you know, we'll have to have you on, and you have to have it on again, and uh, look forward to seeing a bunch of different sacks and TFLs in the uh, in the statute. Yes, sir, definitely, I appreciate it.